Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cocone. And I am joined here by another guy who hasn't been here for a week. Uh, we had a few days off of basketball. Uh, this our guy here missed a week, and he could tell us why. Very exciting news! But uh, welcome back, Steve. How you doing, Steve? Good, good, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back home in my apartment in LA too. <laughs> yeah. Before we went on, Steve was saying he was in the great state of New York, uh, with some awesome, awesome news for him, but. Uh, yeah, we're glad to have you back, buddy. Uh, we you took a week off. We missed you. Dave filled in for you. Dave's also been on the the MIA route. Um, you guys are switching off on who who's missing for a couple weeks here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thanks, Dave, for covering. I'm sure he held it down well. But you know, we're we're, we're just taking turns. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I like it, and that's what we do at Hoop Ball. We we're we're a team oriented. I almost said team-oriented team because I couldn't think of anything else. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> we're a team-oriented group. That's what I got. There you go. Uh, awesome. And guys, uh, if you haven't already, before we get into this, get your MyBookie account going now and sign up using the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Uh, they will match your first deposit 100%. And we are now... Almost fully into the second round of the playoffs, we still got uh, the the guys out west. They're trying to decide who wants to play the LA teams. Well, that's all we got now, and and we're almost there. And and football is right around the corner. I know, obviously, that's the biggest betting sport in the country. So if you want to join my bookie now, we have like what ten in nine days. Football, the NFL starts, so you're gonna want to get that account now and get a hundred percent of your deposit matched by using the promo code Hoopball. Um, and also, uh, don't forget about Manscaped. I say it every time I'm on here. I know Mike does too. Uh, Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0 is bar none the, one of the best products I ever own. Uh, this thing is fantastic. It it is a lawnmower. So get go on go on over to Manscaped.com and enter the promo code Hoopball20. That's the same H O O P B A L L two zero. And get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 or the perfect package. Uh, you will not be disappointed. But, Steve, we're here to talk some basketball. Uh, we have some exciting uh, playoffs going on right now. We have the, on, on our docket today, we have the Celtics and Raptors. And the Game 7, the only Game 7 right now, uh, we're currently doing it the night before. And we're midway through the Rockets' uh Thunder game, so we might have two Game 7s at West. Uh, but we have a Game 7 with the Jazz and Nuggets, and those two are going to be exciting. I just saw the Heat beat the the Bucks. Did you see that one, bud? 
Oh, that was awesome. I mean, Jimmy Butler was amazing in that game. But, uh, yeah, it was a great game. Um, I'm excited for that series. Yeah, that's that's going to be an exciting series. I know the the Bucks got beat last year in the same same spot there. They got beat in the first game in the first round as well. Let's see how they respond uh, on their home court. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they they have first game jitters. We'll see if they yeah. get it back together. I remember yeah, last year they got beat pretty bad by the Celtics and then they just dominated the rest of the next four games. So, uh the the Heat are a very very intriguing team though. They have a bunch of deep three-point shooters. They have Bam, they have Jimmy, they have they have a lot of talent on that team, underrated talent, and they work they gel as a team. So we'll see how it happens. But uh, the Bucks were a powerhouse all year, so I think they'll bounce back at least in this next game. But let's forget about them because they're not on the docket tomorrow. Let's go into what we came here for, what our viewers and listeners want from us, buddy. Uh, the first game on the docket is the Celtics versus the Raptors. First game was pretty good i don't want to say it was great it kind of uh the celtics kind of controlled it most of the game uh it was yeah we'll just call it a game um but this game starts <laughs> at 5 30 p.m uh the spread is one and a half to the celtics so they are actually the underdogs in this one uh, on the road <laughs> i like to say that i know i know we're in a bubble it's just funny uh the celtics are a plus 105 on the money line the Raptors are a negative 125, and the over-under is 217 and a half. Uh, the both over-unders are very similar in this one. But let's start on the Celtics side, man. Uh, who do you like? We'll start with the big three guys, Tatum, Walker, Brown. Do you have any interest in any of these guys? Yeah, uh, of the three, my favorite is uh, Jalen Brown. Um, I guess I should start off by saying the pricing in general right now is very tight. Um so the, um, you know, the value isn't quite, it isn't sticking out quite like it normally does. So I had to look a little bit further, but, uh, I like Jalen Brown at 7,300. Um, I was comparing him to Tatum and they have fairly similar, um, per minute fantasy production against this Raptors team. And Brown is, uh, almost $2,000 cheaper. Um, I think he'll bounce back. He had he was six for eighteen in the first game, and he had five fouls, which limited him to uh, thirty-one minutes. So, I think for the price, I prefer Brown out of all of those three. Uh, Walker is just a little too expensive for me at seventy-six hundred. He did look great, but um, I'm just not too excited about him at that price. Uh, what do you think about those guys? I uh, I like Brown and Walker. Uh, not so much Tatum for some of the reasons you said as well. It's just this matchup he hasn't been great in. Uh, in all the five games, he's averaged 35.6 DK points. I know this last game he, he started off slow and then he finished pretty good. He finished 9 of 18 from the field. He didn't really score in the first, what, 10 minutes or so? But he finished pretty strong. Uh, the other time they played Toronto in the bubble, he scored the exact same amount of fantasy points. Uh, so it's it's kind of a trend. And he was 7-14, so still 50% from the field. But this is a tougher matchup for him. I do like Jalen Brown and, and Kemba Walker. I know they're similar. I lean towards Brown like you because I do. On this slate in particular, there is a lot of good guards. Uh, not as much small forwards and, and forward-eligible guys that I, I like as much. So eligibility-wise, I'm going to lean lean towards Brown, um, I but I don't see a huge difference between him and Walker. 
Though I do want to say, uh, watching that game, he he played well after it, but Walker did come up a little limpy at some point in that game. I forgot exactly when, uh, but he planted a little weird on his his knee. He went down for a minute, came up when the when the Raptors came back down the court. Um, but he was favoring that knee for a few minutes. He it didn't really affect him, but that's the same knee, that left knee that he was giving him problems for the majority of the second half of the season uh, and even in the bubble. So that's something to be scared off of or or not scared off of to to file away into into your note bank or whatever. But I I do like Brown too. Uh, I think the matchup suits him fairly well. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on Walker with that. He did look, as he said, he looked pretty good afterwards. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, go to the oh, other you, guys. Oh, yeah, wait. I was gonna say I have a I have a cheap guy that I want to know what uh, what you think about um, Robert Williams. Oh, um, your guy, Big Rob. Uh, not my guy. Please <laughs> don't put those words in my mouth. Your but guy, Big Rob. <laughs> You know, he played some minutes in the first game. Uh, I Cantor was a DMP. Um, I have a feeling that they will be going to Robert Williams in this matchup. And just because it is going to be really hard to build lineups if you're looking to get uh, more than one of these expensive players in it, at 3,300, he's a okay punt option. Um, he played really well in uh, game one. And if you can get me like 15 to 18 fantasy points from him at that price, I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I have some interest in Robert Williams as well. Uh, pretty much similar reasons why you said there's not many, if any, people that you're going to find cheap in this slate. And the pricing is with four with four teams and two games and how the pricing just drops. Uh, there's very high salary players and then uh, mid-range guys. There's not really any low guys to go for, but he is someone to look at. And like you said, they didn't play Enos Cantor last game. Uh, Robert Williams looked pretty well. And... If you if you watching closely, we had, I did see some Ibaka Gasol time on the floor together. So if that's a trend that continues for Toronto, uh, maybe we see Daniel Tyson, Robert Williams on the floor for a few extra minutes each game. Eat also, uh, and at thirty three hundred for a guy that can get you, even if he doesn't score double digit points again, he could get you uh, like six points, two blocks, five rebounds, and bring you back fifteen points so you can pay up elsewhere. That's something to think about, especially on a small slate. So I, I like that one as well. Yeah, and the last guy I'll have a little bit of consideration for on Boston is Tice. Um, I don't expect Tice to quite get 15 rebounds again. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's he, he's their starting big. Um, I do expect him to see upper 20, maybe close to 30 minutes. Um, Tice was in early foul trouble last game, and, you know, uh, Boston was kind of blowing them out, so he only saw 25 minutes. I could see his minutes pushing up a little bit. And uh, at 5,200, we just, again, we really got to search for these guys that are, you know, a below average price just to make these lineups worth, worth work. Eh. <laughs> um, I don't mind looking at Tice either. Yeah, I, that's another guy I like too. I, I guess we're on the same page in the Celtics. I do like Tice at 52. It's a pretty good price. Uh, he's... He, 15 boards for a guy that barely gets double digits ever is is a very tough ass. So we're not. I'm not expecting that either. I'm not expecting another 40 point. But I think he could bring back value. I think he could bring back uh, his 20 hit 5x for you, uh, maybe a little bit more. But they're going to need him in this matchup. And if you look at the center slate, it goes uh, Jokic at 95, then Gobert at 79. 
And then there's just the drop off. I mean, there's only four teams. There's only four starting centers, Ibaka and Tice. Uh, so there's really not much to choose from. And if you're going to pay up for some of the bigger guards on this slate, we got to save elsewhere. And I, I like Tice as, as that as well. And he's probably the last guy uh, that I'd look at this team, just like you said. Yeah, I agree. He's also power forward eligible if you do want to yep. play one of those other centers and just need someone to fill out your lineup. Might yep. be able to work there too. Which is a good thing. Uh, again, with only four teams, there's not much. It just goes from top heavy to find someone. And I, finding him, I think he. If you can bring, if you're a lower price guy and you can bring back five x value and hit value here, uh, and then you can get the guys that can go boom boom. That's <laughs> I almost said I said boom boom. I like it. Huh. Uh, but that's that's where I'm looking at with a short game slate as well. Yeah, agreed. All right, man. Uh, let's see if we're on the same page in Toronto, who is the home team again, yeah. the the home team in the bubble. Um, but we have uh, three high priced guys, and then Ibaka's pretty much there. We can include him as well. We'll say the the four big guys, and then everybody else. But we'll start with the four big guys. And I know last time we usually we go in like back core, front core, et cetera, et cetera. But with just four teams. Let's just we're just gonna stick to the two two big guys. Ah, right now we'll switch it up. I I just talked myself into switching it up. Let's do. Uh, who do you like out of the big two guards on this? Do you like Van Vliet or Lowry, or do you have any interest in them? Uh, yeah, I have some interest in Lowry at seventy seven hundred. Um, uh, last game he was only negative five, which was the best out of any of the Raptors starters. So he he played all right. Um, you know, compared to the rest of his team. Um, he also only played 35 minutes, which I say only, but Nurse is used to playing these guys really big minutes in the playoffs. So um, he had five fouls, so I could actually see his minutes pushing up a little bit from there. Um, he didn't necessarily have his most efficient game at five for 12. Um, I'm perhaps being a little optimistic, but uh, I kind of like Lowry at 7,700. I certainly like him a lot better than uh, uh, Van Vliet at um, 7,800. Uh, Van Vliet had a horrible first game. Uh, there's certainly room to go up, but he three for 16, and um, I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I, a little bit of his gut, but I, I like Lowry in this one more than Van Vliet. What about you? Yeah, I don't hate Van Vliet. But I do like Lowry with a $100 discount as well. Uh, Van Vliet did shoot 3 of 12. He he wound up scoring more points, and he wound up hitting 40 DK points, which is crazy considering he only had 11 points. But a lot of that came with six steals, which I just can't see again. Uh, oh, was yeah. Last... He, he was actually awesome. If you watch the game, like he was just hounding people. He is yeah. awesome on the ball. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't see him getting six steals again. Um, <laughs> it's, it's too tough to ask for. It is. It um, is. But I like Lowry, uh, especially if 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 I want I want Kemba Walker to guard Lowry for the majority of the minutes, which I, I think is going to happen, uh, and that's a, a, that helps him out instead of having Smart. But I like Lowry to bounce back a little bit. Um, I know he got hurt in at the end of the Brooklyn series, but now he's had a few days, maybe I think over a week now, I believe, uh, to heal up. I think he looked pretty good. His shot should fall. He's traditionally they both. 
if you look at their history, or I should say the season history, they're about one and a half, two points difference from each other with Lowry getting the slight edge. And that's kind of where I see it. I don't think FanVleet is a bad play necessarily, but I like the $100 discount for Lowry. Um, he's the one guy out of the four high-priced guys in the Raptors that I, I definitely would look towards the most. Um, and I guess that's a good segue into... How do you feel about Siakam and, and Ibaka out there, the other two highest-priced guys on the team? Well, Siakam, uh, I think we talked about this on the last show we did a couple of weeks back, but like we kind of need to see something from this guy before we're going to him. Um, he did not look great in that first game. Um, you know, uh, he was just—they were going to him in the post, and he was just having a lot of trouble um, against Tatum and some of the other Celtic bigs. Um, Siakam, I mean, he was he was just not that good in the first game. Five for 16, he was uh, minus 20. Um, I don't see it for him. But I do kind of like Ibaka. Um, so out of every coach in the league, the one guy that I know will come to a game two with adjustments is Nick Nurse. Um, Ibaka is just a much better matchup for this Celtics team than Gasol. I definitely see his minutes pushing. Uh, he'd played 25 minutes or so last game. I see that coming into the low 30s. Um, Marcus Gasol was pretty bad in that first game. Um, he just he doesn't really have the athleticism anymore to keep up with this Celtics team. And Ibaka's got uh, you know much more of the physical tools needed. Plus. I just don't think they necessarily need Gasol's size against this kind of uh, undersized Celtics team. So I kind of like Ibaka's minutes to come up a little bit, and um, yeah, I could see him. Uh, I could see him returning value at sixty-two hundred. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I also don't really like Siakam in this. Yeah, again, you said it. He hit. 40 the over 45 DK points in two games the last two games against Brooklyn uh, but if you look at his stats I know he's not a big three-point shooter uh, he, he can hit some and he can hit some effectively sometimes but he's only hit over 40 percent of his threes two times in his last 10 games he's been very bad uh, the last two games combined in that he's played he's one of 10 from three uh, and then and just 14 of 38 from the field Usually I like to see people bounce back. Uh, I, I like to predict their bounce back. Like they can't shoot this bad. Um, but he's a guy who said he didn't touch a basketball for pretty much four months when, when the whole pandemic hit. So I don't know if I see it from him yet. I have to see him continue, put up a couple good games shooting wise in a row to really buy into it. And this matchup is just tough for him. If you look at the the five games they played in the season, he has averaged, uh, he's only 28 fantasy points are the three games that he's only played he's only averaged 28 dk points in those matchups uh, that's including this last one that's just that's too much to that's too little to pay for a guy to pay an eight thousand for a guy so i'm gonna back off on him i said i like lowry more than him uh, at a couple hundred extra discount uh, i do like abaka though i don't mind him it's hard on a on a small slate to fit a guy uh, at 62 without downgrading a little bit on the other side um, but uh, that's not a bad price as well I think this matchup suits him fairly well Daniel Tice is not the greatest and he could definitely exploit that uh, he has a size advantage on him as well 
I think he could play 30 minutes in this one. Like you said, Mar- I saw Marcus all going a little slow. He was missing open shots as well. Um, and they might, if they run the two big lineup again, that just gives them an extra couple minutes. Uh, but I do, I, I like Ibaka more for the cheaper discount. And he has a, he has a safer floor in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but I do like another guy on here in Ananabi. Uh, I think he, he played pretty well last game. I don't think he has a high ceiling per se, but at 4,800 and under 5k, I think he can bring you back 5x, maybe 6x. And that's uh, what I would want for him at this price range just to get to be able to pay up elsewhere. Uh, is there anybody else under the Ibaka price, like Powell, Ananabi? I know you put your, your thoughts on Gasol already, but is there anybody else that uh, you think is pretty good value on this team? If I really need to get to it, uh, I would consider Norman Powell. Um, it, this is, the, you know, if like I'm kind of looking for someone that fits the mold at uh, under 5,000. Um, if the Raptors do indeed go a little bit smaller to, tomorrow to keep up with the Celtic speed, I could see Ibaka playing five, Ananubi at four, and Powell coming in and playing some three. Um, Powell's a guy that's capable of lighting it up. Uh, you know, he has some big fantasy games over the uh, since joining the bubble. He's got a couple, he's got three three games over forty. So uh, he, you know, he's capable of lighting it up. Uh, but that's only if I get to him. Yeah. All right. That sounds pretty good. Uh, so that's probably where that's the only disagreement we have there. I'm more in the Anunoby camp. You're more in the Powell camp. But we have. Pretty much the same same mindset going in in that first game. Cool. Uh, but let's let's go to the exciting Game 7 on the docket. The Utah Jazz at the Denver Nuggets in a winner-go-home game. Winner-get-out-of-the-bubble game. Uh, the Jazz are underdogs by one. They're, they're getting one point in this. There's currently no money line, uh, and the over-under is 218. So they're both pretty much at the same over-under. Uh, just a half point separates the... Vegas projected total scoring for each game. Uh, but let's get into the Jazz first, who are technically the away team. And let's start with uh, these top two, these top three. We'll throw Conley in there. These top three big guys, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley. Any interest in any of these guys or all of these guys? Yeah, uh, I I like Donovan Mitchell at 99. Um He's had a 37% usage uh, during this first round playoff series. Um, I mean, he's been awesome. It's been the Mitchell and Murray battle every every um, every game. Uh, Gary Harris is back. He should be able to make things a little bit tougher for Mitchell. But with that kind of usage in a game seven, like I'm positive that he is going to get his shots. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, I'm willing to pay up for Mitchell there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I actually I have interest in all three of them at varying degrees and depending on how I'm making my lineup. Uh, Mitchell, if you put in Mitchell, it's going to be hard to get uh, Murray, but you can get both of them together. I've already seen myself do that. And for everything you said, Mitchell is going to uh, come out firing. It is game seven. And for some reason, it seems like every other game – he drops 40 plus. So uh, he on or he he put up 67 last game. I want to see him do it two times in a row. But he's taken the last three games 25, 23, 27 shots. Uh, so he is not shy about shooting. And the, the last 
the two times that he didn't really take over 25 shots in this series, the games were blowouts, uh, a 19-point win and a a lot bigger of a win. So he's pretty much locked into 20-plus shots, and that's ex- insane usage, and he's being the primary ball handler too. Uh, so at 99, he is a top guy on the slate pricing-wise, but it makes sense. It makes complete sense for him. Yeah. Uh, out of those three, I, I do also like Gobert. Um, at 7,900, uh, I think Gobert is going to play as many minutes as he is capable of playing. Um, his backups have just been horrible. Uh, they're, for the Jazz to win this game, they're going to need Gobert to play over 40 minutes. Um, he's been, you know, he's been doing what he does. Um, <laughs> he's, he's actually been... Uh, the Jazz's uh, best defender statistically against Murray so far, <laughs> um, <laughs> which yeah, it says a lot. But, uh, you know, he's keeping up. Uh, they He's also been doing a pretty good job on Jokic. So he'll have the opportunity. He'll have the minutes. I like Gobert. Um, yeah. Well, he hasn't hit value in the last three games at 30, we'll say 32, 31, 33. And he's at 7,900 right now. Um, but it is game seven. And he's played 85 minutes the last two games. So, again, if you have the money at that center position, uh, there's a big drop off after that. But I, I like him as well. I think, I think he can easily get you, bring you back 5x, 6x in this this game format. Um, he's gonna, I, I assume he's gonna take more, get in double digit shots for once. He hasn't done it in the last three games. They've lost the last two. I think it's about time for him to get some extra shots in there, uh, and that's only going to bring him more fantasy points. Um, but switching over to the third big guy, Mike Conley, I do also have some interest in him. This game, game seven, anything can happen. And if I don't get any shares of Mitchell because he is 9,900, uh, then I want some shares of Conley. Again, another guy that's 6,800. Uh, he's been bringing back value pretty much the last four games. He's just under uh, 40 points almost except for one he was at 33 but that's pretty good value and then i could you you get murray in there and whatnot but if i'm not getting mitchell i definitely want some mike conley in there yeah good call i had a question for you i'm gonna put you on the spot let's um, go <laughs> do you like conley at 68 or the raptors guards at 77 and 78 uh well it's a difference of a thousand so it's it's a, a bigger difference than i i would hope for um mm-hmm. But if we're going dollar, or say that if they were the same price, dollar for dollar. Yeah, yeah. dollar for oh, yeah. dollar. I mean, not just overall fantasy points. Dollar for dollar. Um, okay. In this case, I would say Mike Conley. Uh, That's, just, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> and not that I don't like Lowry, but dollar for dollar. I think the Celtics and Raptors, I know this is, they're only at a half a, diff, half a point difference in the uh, over-under. But those are two of the best five defenses in the league this year. Uh, I think they were two, the only two teams in the top six, I believe, in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. So that's going to be a slugfest. Even though we're in the bubble, there's no fans. There should be a lot less pressure. Uh, to me, it's it's more of a, a scrimmage game because I, I don't think they I don't know if they fully hear the the fans. I can't I, I don't know. I haven't really heard it yet. Um, but still, these two teams are def- defensive hounds, and that takes off a lot of uh, pressure on you, and it takes a lot of your stamina for the offensive game. Uh, and then Conley is just there, getting probably a lot of Murray on him, or m- mainly Murray on him, who's focused on just scoring right now. I know he's been great, 
But I think Conley, uh, with all the attention that Mitchell gets, Conley's been getting a lot better looks lately. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I like your Conley call. I'll be using it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully it pans out. I I mean, I still like, uh, I'll say I definitely like him more than than Van Vliet, and I do like him more than than Lowry, but I I also like Lowry. There's a lot of good guards on here. But how about after these big three, is there anybody else like a Clarkson, Ingles, O'Neal, um, Georges Niang? Is there any, is there anybody that you're looking at here for some value? Yeah, I think Ingles and O'Neal, uh, are pretty fairly priced. I like Ingles more than O'Neal. Um, just because I, I just think these, uh, Jazz starters are going to see really high minutes. Uh, the Jazz got killed last game in the Clarkson and Yang minutes. Um, I just don't think that think that they can defend this uh, Nuggets team. So uh, you're going to need some of these five thousand ish dollar guys. Um, happy with both Ingles and O'Neal. Uh, besides that, that's that's all I'll be looking at on this Jazz team. Yeah, I'm not really looking at too much. Uh, it's just hard to me. I, I think Joe Ingles. Uh, just a gut feeling like you had before. I think he plays well in a game seven. Uh, there's just something about this guy's charisma and, and demeanor that I like him in a game seven. Uh, usually the when since Conley's been back and since Conley plays, it, do, it it's always all season it's put a damper on Joe Ingles. But for one game, I'm I'm willing to take that. But the five five three might be hard to fit in my lineup. I also don't like a lot of forward eligible guys like small forwards and whatnot. So I'd be, I'm looking more at uh, a Joe Ingles and paying up that extra eight if I have it instead of the O'Neal. But I just, I just have that gut feeling. There's no rhyme or reason, just a gut feeling that he has a pretty good game seven. Because he's fearless. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like him. I like him. I root for that guy. Yeah, um, me too. How could you not? Looks like a <laughs> substitute teacher. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna have to use that. I stole it from somewhere. I can't oh, take did you? For it. Oh, don't I don't say that. Shh, no, no one heard that. No one heard yeah. that. That was all Steve's. Steve's yeah, idea. Like Steve heard it here original. first. <laughs> I like that. All right, man. Uh, so we went through three teams already. Let's switch on over to the last game, uh, the last team of the night in the Denver Nuggets, who just won two straight. They crawled back from three-one with. The help of uh, Batman, I mean uh, Jamal Murray, hmm. uh, <laughs> and now they're at three three going on to a game seven. So let's start with the big guy, the two big guys in Jamal Murray and Jokic. It's funny that Will Barton's third highest price and he hasn't played, uh, but let's go Jamal Murray and Jokic. Any interest? I, I mean, obviously there's interest, but uh, do you like? Do you want to play these guys? And are you trying to get them in most of your lineups? Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to play both of these guys. I don't think I'll be able to. Um, with Jamal Murray, I'll start there. Uh, there's no one on this Jazz team that's guarding him well. Uh, he's shooting over 50% versus Mitchell, Ingles, and O'Neal. Um, he's he's really just hitting shots. Um, I heard a really good take today. Uh, a, a lot of people are you know, screaming that... Uh, the Jazz should be like hounding him and doubling him to get the ball out of his hands. But if you look at the Jazz's defensive scheme, that's really not something they've done all season. And uh, it it's difficult to start doing that in the middle of a playoff series. So I kind of understand um, why they haven't been doing that quite as much. Maybe we'll see them double Murray a little bit more this game and try to get the ball out of his hands. Um, 
but it's hard to you know go against Murray, who's he's just been torching. He's putting on one of the best shooting performances in a playoff series I think we've ever seen. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be having some shares in Murray. How about you? Yeah, and uh, in a game seven, anything can happen. Coaches need to be able to adjust on the fly right now because if you lose, you're done. You don't get a second chance. I can see them them wanting to hold off because they did have that 3-1 lead, but now it's 3-3. Now you can't. You have to get the ball out of his hands any way you can. But he's also been just phenomenal. Uh, And every he's in all three wins, he's played over 40 minutes. And the one game that it was a a two-point game, he's played over 40 minutes. So him, he's getting the run, and they're definitely going to give him the run as long as it's not a blowout. And even if it is, it's the last game. Maybe they'll just keep it. I don't know. Uh, but I'm definitely going to have – you can't not have – this guy's too hot right now to not have any shares of him. Uh, he's dropped 50, 42, and 50. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm at a lot of – like, come on. Yeah, well, we have to I play just, him there. I'll just bring up one point that uh, maybe I'll put doubt in some people's minds. Last year <laughs> – uh, Murray was awful in the game seven against Portland Trailblazers. Um, he he pretty much choked. He went four from 18 for the fi- from the field. Uh, so who knows? Maybe he gets some jitters. We'll see because they need and, something to stop this guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wrote yeah, I wrote about it in uh, one of the layup lines too that I, I liked him because I had a feeling he wanted to put the bad taste that he left in, in fans and everybody's mouth uh, for that playoff, not not for the, just the Game 7 specifically, but he had a really uneven playoff series where he would show up big one game and then just fully disappear the next game uh, throughout the entire playoffs last year. So he's really made up for it this year. He could fall falter again, but right now he's playing so hot that uh, for 200 cheaper than a Donovan Mitchell, I mean, I, I really like him. And I, and I also like – I really like Jokic. And Jokic, or I can't, I, I said his name different <laughs> two times in two seconds, but I really like him as well. Uh, it's going to be, you can't get all three of them in the lineup. It's just not doable. You can get two in it. When I, if, if I do multiple lineups, I'm going to mix and match there because uh, I'd like a lot more. There are a lot more guards that I like than, than bigs in this. So I will probably lean like a Mitchell Jokic lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I like that call. Um, yeah, it will definitely be hard to get more than two of those guys in a lineup. Um, but yeah, Jokic, I, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of confidence in him to come out and do what he always does. Um, you know, he's going to play as many minutes as he can possibly take. Uh, so, you know, at ninety five, I could see him very easily returning value, and he has a super high ceiling as well. Yeah, that he hasn't hit yet, as he hasn't hit in a while. I don't go bears there, uh, but it's about time for him to make a pretty good thing but dollar for dollar we gotta go i mean i gotta go murray just on recent play because it's been insane will you have more murray or mitchell tomorrow Ooh, now that's the that's the key um probably i'll have more murray i would say just because i do like mike conley as well uh there's not another guy in this price range on the nuggets that i can pivot to uh the next pivot is is Jokic, and that's really not you're pretty much paying the same price, uh, so I would I'll see myself playing a little bit more Murray. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. I actually think I was leaning slightly towards Mitchell. Maybe we'll have to side bet it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not hard for. I think they're both going to put up really good games, but just knowing that 
Um, I could also get a Conley if I don't get Mitchell exposure, or I can go both of them, knowing that gives me a little bit more of, I know I definitely want some Nuggets guys, and uh, I'd go Murray. But I also like the, as I said before, the Mitchell-Jokic pairing. So um, it all depends on how I'm feeling when I'm filling out that particular lineup. Yeah, cool. How about uh, anybody else on this team? Because they're all pretty much jumbled into that 5-5 to 3-9 range. So is there anybody else on the uh, the Nuggets that you're looking at for value here? To be honest, no. I don't really like any of these guys. Um, I think Porter Jr. has a high ceiling. It might be worth a look at 5,500. But um, he just started getting cooked defensively by the Jazz. And if he is getting cooked, I could see him just getting pulled right out of the game. Um, you know, the Nuggets might be wise to go with a little bit more Grant and Millsap just to get some more defense on the floor. Um yeah, I, I I don't like any of these guys. I think more, Monte Morris's minutes should be down with Gary Harris coming back. Um, I don't necessarily trust Gary Harris to be able to hit shots coming back from this injury. Um, I think he'll get some minutes because they'll need his defense. But uh, I'm not. I don't really like anyone else on this Nuggets team. Yeah, uh, I don't mind Grant, but dollar for dollar, I Tice and Ingles are. And a none to be are right around the same price, and I like them a little bit better. So I'm not going to gravitate towards Grant too much. Um, but Gary Harris, you just mentioned him. He's only 39, and I know he was on a minutes limit last game, his first game back, but he played 21. Uh, he only took four shots. I know he only put up less than nine DK points, but there's I can't find many people, if any, besides him, Robert Williams. There's not many people. I'm not looking at Torrey Craig, but not many people that I could see put up some fantasy value under 4K. So on a slate like this, I'll give him some love and, and some look there. Um, but that's pretty much it outside the big guys. If I'm not if I'm not getting any exposure to them, uh, I mean, I have to get exposure to them because I don't... The depth on the, the Nuggets, it's funny. It went from this is the deepest team in the league to right now I can't really trust too many people. Yeah, it'll be interesting. They kind of uh, need to trade off offense and def- for defense in a lot of these positions. So it'll be exciting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so that looks like that's all we got for you guys on a two-game slate, a game seven and a game two. Uh, this is going to be a fun one, and hope everybody gets some Ws out there. And before you leave, uh, make sure to keep checking every all the other podcasts that we have on HoopBall, our our DFS betting site, or not bet that's that's us, <laughs> hmm. our t- our today in sports betting site, and then bring that on over to uh, my bookie. And then we got box score breakdowns uh, at Fantasy NBA Today, NBA Today around the association, all the team podcasts. We got so much going on, guys. Uh, we got an Instagram page, Facebook page, uh, our countless Twitter pages. Um, but yeah, keep giving us a look and, and rate and review if you can, uh, wherever you can, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you can find us or wherever you listen to us and give my man, Steve, a follow Steve, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. It's uh, zero Stark 30, zero spelt out Stark, like John Starks and 30 spelt out. Awesome. And you can find me at Santino Cocon and This was our episode on the 1st of September. I didn't even make a big deal of it. The 1st of September. uh, September 1st, 
2020. I shouldn't even say the date because it's it's a brutal year. But on on behalf of myself, Steve, and everybody at Hoopball DFS today, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, have yourselves a winning day. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.